Hi, this is Nick Underhill, and you're listening to a New Orleans.network podcast. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to this week's episode of Pals Pod, New Orleans.network podcast. As always, I'm your host, Raphael Rattler, joined by my fellow middle brother, Garrick Nicey Rattler. What's up with you, brother? Nicey, gang, gang, we in here, you know, <laughs> all that and all that. Up. But, hey, man, it's a it's a good day, man. I woke up in the stands and saw a team that I, my team controlled the destiny of underneath. Uh, uh, my team, uh, who started 1-12 and and who should be relocated to Seattle, uh, who hasn't had their star player all season, uh, you know, and all Did these years the island, right, right, right. And so, you know, a team with five, five of the, well, four should be five of the top 75 players of all time. And, you know, those 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 guys are in the 10 seed right now. So, you know, it is what it is, bro. But how's everything going on in Texas and your end, man? I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm I'm happy to be uh, coming home this weekend. Can't wait yes, for this game. Two, mm-hmm. two real big games, but blessed man was at was at the crib. You know, had an easy weekend with the kids. Man, just watching a lot of basketball. Speaking of March Madness, shout out to my hogs, man. Hogs in the hey, who pig? I see hey, we yes, hey, we holding down for the SEC. SEC man, yes, they, they they flail, bro. And yeah, everybody, it was everybody it's, just, it's, it was. Disappointing, you know, man. Um, you know, didn't really represent the, the the conference well, but hey, we got it. But appreciate you, Rob, for reminding us. Let's uh, go with it, Rob, like, baby. If you guys like the content, again, we're trying to uh, bring different content to you in different ways and different platforms and things like that. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow us on IGD underscore Pels Pod. Uh, like the episode below. Subscribe to Network. But uh, we got a game coming up later tonight, so let's get into it, bro. So. This week didn't start out so hot. <laughs> They're not, you man. Know, They're you not. Know, you, you, you find out that you get CJ like a couple hours before the game, and you like, all right, you know, we, we've been struggling a little bit. We're trying to get our rhythm, but at least CJ gives us a better shot. And for the first quarter, like, they came out, and, you know, the, the Pels kind of uh, put it to the Suns a little bit, uh, punch them in the mouth a little bit. Now, naturally, the Suns do battle-tested. You know, uh, when the Western uh, they went to the the finals last year, and they've been the best team in the league all season long. Uh, even without Chris Paul, like they figured it out and, and picked it up without a beat. And so the thing that's glaring to me in a one thirty one one fifteen loss that Phoenix kind of ran away with uh, in the late late second quarter. Man, you can't commit. And, and I think this was a little learning 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 lesson for the Pels all season long. You can't commit a lot of turnovers versus a team that's going to make you pay. The Pels had 17 turnovers. Now, mind you, you're without Brandon Ingram. You're without Zion Williamson. You're without Larry Nance. You got CJ back from COVID like three hours ago before the game. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of things are stacked against you, right? And so when you're playing a team that's playing as well as the Suns have been playing all season long and last season, like, you've got to limit mistakes. And so 17 turnovers. What's up with you, Reed? Uh, 17 turnovers. Uh, in a game and eight missed free throws, like, you know, that's not going to win you a lot of games versus average team, much less uh, the best team in the league. So what did you take from this game? Yeah, man, that, that Suns game, I, I think at the end of the first quarter, they went into the to, to their little huddle and, and played drink summer 16. They was out there <laughs> looking for revenge. Uh, they they turned it up, bro. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think, you know, it, it was a, it was definitely a turnover fest. Uh, just one of those things where it's like, you know, if if you're already within a, you know, in a in a tough situation without Brandon mm-hmm. Ingram and Zion, um, you got to make things easier on yourself, not hard on yourself. Um, you know, if it, when you're playing so severely undermanned and, you know, against a team that, you know, you kind of took care of coming out of that that all-star break and they remember that, you know, those these guys don't have a lot of losses. Um, so when you come in and into their house and, and do what they do, uh, do what you did, that they're gonna remember that. And so they, you know, they they show their championship medal. Um, and they, you know, they put it to put it to the Pels. And so uh coming out of that game, just you know, I, I, you know, getting CJ back was really good. Uh, but a lot of people, you know, don't really realize that like not only was he coming back from COVID, but he had COVID after coming back from a collapsed lung. Um, and you know, he said that uh, you know, he he had symptoms and stuff, and so it wasn't just the run of the mill, you know, COVID out I'm back. Um, you know, just dealing with with the symptoms, also coming back from a collapsed lung, like you you know, not too many people have had that experience and can talk mm-hmm. about that experience. 
but CJ can. And so it was good to see him back. Um, you know, we knew it was gonna be a tough situation going into that game um uh, without BI and without without Zion. And to have CJ back was nice. Um, but that can only take you so uh for so much. Devin Booker did his thing, Mikael Bridges mm-hmm. uh did his thing, uh DeAndre Aiden did his thing. And so, you know, it was just one of those games where it's like, you know, we we got back. But one thing that, that to say, you know, with with so many much firepower out and, and so many things like Phoenix is a good defensive team and the Pels did put up 115 points, right? So, you know, it, it you know, there is something to take away from that. That something was working where this great team, both offensively and defensively, you were able to, to score against them. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of great teams, so Pels had a little bit of a break in between Phoenix uh, and San Antonio, so they got a little extra time. And I've noticed something that when Willie Green has an extra day or two just to practice and kind of go through reps, and CJ alluded to this before the game, he was like, you know, I got a little extra time to to work with Jackson and some of the other guys to tell them what spots they should be in. I think that pays a lot uh, for such a young team. And so they tend to come out a little bit better when they got an extra day, a kind of uh, extra day to rest their legs, but really an extra day to really game plan for the next opponent. And so you go into the San Antonio game, you're like, man, this is a big one. Like, this is a really big one because if you lose, you lose a, a game in the standings and they're right there behind you. But if you win, you kind of put them away for a little bit, for a little while, right? Um, and so you go into this and, like, right before, you know, we got to talk about it. We get a tweet that's like, pay attention to the injury report and things <laughs> like that. And you got Jose with the finger. You got Devontae Graham uh, banged up with the hip. And you're like, ah, oh, man. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's tough, man. The hits keep about, on coming, bro. You know, and you're like, oh, now we ain't got no guards. Like, we got literally got no guards to play, right? And so you go into the game and you end up playing with both. Uh, both uh, they, they suited up. But from the jump, it was like, guys, we know what we're playing for. And the mm-hmm. Pelicans are like, you know, we know what's on the line. And so we're going to play like this is a playoff game. Mm-hmm. San Antonio was like, we beat y'all the last time. We bust your ass the last time before that. I guess we just about to roll up here with no B.I. and do the same thing. And the, and the Spurs, just they were done in the first quarter. The first quarter was, I think, the lowest scoring effort in San Antonio uh, Spurs history. They had 10 mm-hmm. points. Like, the Pels had nine steals in the first. Like, who, who does that? And, mm-hmm. the, uh, again, we've talked about this all season long, which is wild to say a year from – last year where the Pels were the top 10 offensive team and couldn't stop anybody. The mm-hmm. Pels go as their defense goes. And when their defense starts like that, you can't stop. That's why they've been blowing everybody out because of their defense. And so when you take a Spurs team that doesn't have a whole lot of scores like that anyway, if you take them and you make them play from behind, it's very similar to football. When you get a team and you're one-dimensional and now you have to throw the ball because we got a lead. It's very similar to basketball. You get down 20 and you're not a high-scoring team like that. You got to shoot a bunch of threes, and that's not necessarily what the Spurs want to do. And so at that point, you were like, okay, the Spurs are going to punch back. They're going to punch back. Oh, Popovich got thrown out the game on purpose. Oh, they're going to punch back. That never happened, right? The, the, the Pels came in and dominated that game from start to finish. And so, you know, I, I want to get your thoughts about that. Like, to me, that's that's got to be, like, top two or three performance of the season. No, absolutely. With with the stakes that's, that was there um, and the way those guys came out, listen, we've we've talked about this roster, uh, right, and, and the players that David Griffin in the front office brought in, um, you know, with to go aside Brandon Ingram and Zion and JV um, and now CJ, right? You have all of these, these young pesky defenders, uh, guys, Tough as nails, guys who are, are, are playing with their head like the like their head on fire and stuff. And I tweeted about it. This is where those kind of players can really pay dividends, right? When the Pels come out and they put it to teams in the in the first couple of minutes and they get these 10, 15, 20 point leads before you know the subs come in. Now you can bring Jose in and you can bring Najee in and you can bring all of those defenders in um, and kind of press the ball uh, and, and just take the air out of the arena, take the air out of the team and everything. And that's what you saw, right? You saw those guys come out and from the get-go, Herb, Jackson, everybody. I, and, I, and I said it, like, they needed to be on 10, not 9. We're the Cole and we're the Benny the Butcher. Uh, they need He needed to be on, on, on 10 and not 9 because they needed to win this game 
at like more than anything, right? Like this yeah. was the game coming up into in, in the season that we were like uh, towards the end of this this playoff run that we were like we have to get this because not only did the win the win changed the front the, the fan base because the, we went from not rooting for the the late the the, the Blazers and the Spurs. To when the Pels win, when the Spurs uh, beat the Spurs by forty, you're like, well, now we rooting for the Blazers and the, and the Spurs because now we want we're past the Lakers. If this how we gonna play, like we're past the Lakers, then let's root for the Lakers to keep falling back behind and everything like that. And so, um, like I, I, I just say I, I, I agree, Reed. You, you know how I feel about that verse. I, I appreciate you catching that. Um, but no, man, like that that game was incredible. You saw the multiple defensive efforts. Um, that is what makes this team really good and, and, and formidable when they're making multiple defensive efforts and you letting guys like Jackson Hayes use his athleticism to kind of, uh, uh, you know, be in multiple places. It, it looked like Jackson was like all over the place. It was not like you couldn't find, you couldn't put a finger on him because he was blocking shots. He was switching on the players. He was doing all this stuff. And like, there was just nothing the Spurs could do it. And pop tried, uh, like, like AD said, he was trying everything. He was playing small. He went big. He brought in wise camp. Who's the shooter. Who's not, he's not doing anything else, but shooting. He came and in like, last time and had an impact. Yeah, exactly. And everything that he tried, Willie green, hit him with a chest move, hit him with a chest move. You want to do that? He, he tried to get himself thrown out and the, the Pell just kind of stared at him and was like, Back to business at hand and just continue to wipe the flow with the Spurs. So that was a really fun game to watch. It was it, it when this team is locked in defensively, like you said, they're led defensive by the, by their defensive effort. And when these te- when this team is locked in defensively and getting those stops and getting those multiple uh, efforts and getting out on, on the run, I mean, it is just it's crazy to think. And, and listen, Brandon Ingram didn't play, <laughs> so it's like. It's like, man, like when you get this team out in, in transition and getting those stops, man, like they, they're just so fun and they're so difficult to, to figure out because there's so many people contributing in so many ways. Um, and but it's all starting on the defensive end. Right. And 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 you know, another wild thing to say, I think BI coming out the lineup obviously it hurt them offensively. But I heard I think it hurt them defensively too. Like BI's been playing oh, pretty good defensively. Oh, absolutely. like he's been in the passing lanes, and obviously, you know, he can turn a, a a turnover in the points easily. And so we've seen him, you know, have a couple posts this year. And so it took them some time to readjust that. Like you and I have talked about it. Like the problem with the Pels thus far this year is that it took them some time to figure out who they were. Without Zion, it wasn't like a, a learning process, which you were going to need anyway. You had three out of your five starters were different. You had a brand new coach. You were going to need that time anyway. But you figure out that part. So then you rebound for one to 12, boom, B.I. goes down. I was like, okay, let's figure out ourselves again. B.I. comes back. J.B. comes back. Boom, J.V. goes down. So then you figure yourself out again. There's like, okay, we, we figure out who we are. Oh, okay, we got C.J. Okay, C.J. comes in. We figure out. Okay, then B.I. goes down. Then C.J. and B.I. So, like, every time you think you figured out where you are as a team, you have to readjust on the fly. And, again, you're not making excuses because other teams have to go through the same thing. But with a team where your core is, like, all under the age of 25, like, that's a lot easier. Say and you got a rookie know. coach. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's going to take some trial and error, and so you're seeing the ups and downs that come with that. But the Pels have mm-hmm. had a better record than the Lakers, than the Clippers, and all that since that one in twelve start. So you know what you've seen is a team that's constantly been growing and a, a team that's constantly learning how to play off one another. The the I guess the upside of not having number one on the roster all year and bi miss a fourth of the games is that the other guys, to your point, who were brought in to be scrappy defenders, were brought in to have energy, were brought in to do all of those things, have been forced to grow their games offensively. Like, they've had to because that's really the only – you had no one else to look down to. You said it last week. Like, at, at the end of the day, you can say next man up, but I don't see another Zion. I don't see another Brandon Ingram. I don't see another CJ going down. Like, I don't see another those on the bench. So you've had to figure out ways to be more productive offensively within yourself. Like, don't start doing things that are outside of your character, and that's what you see from this Pelicans team. And so speaking of guys that have been growing, so yesterday's game, listen, I I love yesterday's game. I don't, I'm not going to say it's a top three performance of the season because they blew a big lead. Mm-hmm. But it was how they won it 
made it a little bit different. And so you get, again, you go on the road trip, just like we said last week, you're like, did we get two out of three this week? So you lose versus Phoenix, like, cool. Then you win the big one versus San Antonio. You're like, okay, um, you know, East, you know, you got a, you got an East Co- uh, Eastern Conference team. You want the win, but, you know, if you lose, you lose. Maybe you get one versus Charlotte. But then you start the game the way you did. And you you start out like hot to the point where it's like Trey's in Angola. He don't know what's going on. We got people in Atlanta spaces talking about Trey Young is not the guy. This is like <laughs> three weeks after he was in the MVP running. So the, then you got you got the whole Pels team humming offensively, and we'll get into some of the specifics. But you've got guys like that running out the gates, right? And you're like, okay. You know, you know Atlanta's going to make a run. They're a good offensive team. You know they're going to make a run. Boom, the run came, right? And then you had to close. And it was interesting. I, I know all Pels fans were sitting there like, what do we <laughs> – like, we've been talking about who the closer is, B.I. Zion. You had neither one. Neither right? one of them. Neither one of on the court. So it's like, okay, when you need a bucket, what are you doing? You heard it in the press in the post-game press conference from the players. Jose said it. Jackson said it. JV said it. Like, get the ball to CJ. Get the ball to CJ, let him make a play, and everybody else feed off of it, right? And so that's what you did. CJ, and what uh, another thing that, I, again, the, the, the list is endless when it comes to CJ McCullough and being a Pelican. But the mm. thing I love about CJ is the first person he calls out in all of his post-game press conference is himself. He's like, mm-hmm. man, I had the turnover. That was a stupid turnover. Like, it should have never been there. I missed free throws at the end of the game. Like, it should have never been there. Like, he always calls himself out first. That's a sign of a true leader, right? So you see people like, hey, we got to get to the CJ and everybody else make that move. To have an undrafted rookie. Talk about him, bro. An undrafted rookie who nobody, nobody looked. If you would have told me. That the two most impact there's some list LeBron Per whatever whatever the hell that y'all look <laughs> yeah. at yeah. two of the top ten rookies this season in those categories would be an undrafted free agent and a second round pick like you would and they would have both been on the Pelicans nobody would have you would have won that bet like you would you would be walking away with Vegas from a lot of money right like nobody would have told you that but the way that Jose had his imprint on the game and how he impacts the game. Like we talked about it last week, we look. I'm gonna have to go get that that jersey back uh, from our boy Ryan because <laughs> the way that this man Jose impacts the game in so many ways, just not the stat sheet, but from an energy level, from a confidence level, from an excitement level, like the way that this guy plays the game, it makes you fall in love with the game. Like, and so mm-hmm. when you see a whole pals bench going up and down because. Jose in the clutch. It, it, uh, NBA had their you know power rankings uh, drop today, and there was a whole column on Ho- Jose Alvarado and how Love his points it. last night, his free throws, and his clutch basket layup at the league were his first clutch points of the season. Right, all happened in the fourth quarter of a game. And so, tell me what you got from that Atlanta game. Like that's a game where you walk away like, man, the Pels got them. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I I got three I got three points away from that. So the first one I want to talk about um is, is Jackson, bro. First of all, let's 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 get to Jackson. Um, Jackson showed much. me. You know we got a segment on that. Not too much. Right, right, look. right, right. But but in that game, Jackson showed us a lot of stuff. Right, he showed us uh some stuff that like we've seen like snippets of it, but like yesterday. In, in, in that Atlanta game, bro, that that might have been the most in control of a game that I felt like Jackson has been in. Like, I just felt like Jackson was like, yeah, I'm better than everybody else who's guarding me. Whoever's in front of me, I this person can't guard me. Game uh, you saw the Right. You saw the you saw the you saw the, the offensive package. You saw the boards. You saw the defense like he just felt it felt like Jackson was in control of the game um, whenever he was in there and control of his matchup. And so the second one um, I want to talk about is obviously, you know, Jose and, and his, you know, his homecoming story has been crazy. Right. Like his his entire and I say homecoming meaning like he's home now, like he's he's now home. Like this is a place where Jose is going to be for a while. Um, yeah, but I to agree. see him take this, this journey across like and have these magical moments in New York. Uh, at home in front of his family, and then to come and, and, and do it in in Atlanta, where he played his college ball and had so many of his family and friends there, man. It these are the things that like basketball is is a sport, right? But it it 
it connects people and it does things for people um, that they they could never dream of, right? And so it just it's so good to see him come in and, and, and contribute. And you know, kind of what happened with him, it goes into my third point, which is Willie Green. And, and when I say that, Jose is literally like the he he literally lived and, and going to Najee as well. Like he lived the the saying from the from the Dark Knight that like. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself to become the villain, right? Remember last season when Najee had that incredible game and and like uh, he, he went into the next game and Stan didn't play him. He he benched him for Eric Bledsoe. Everybody was like, play Najee in New York. This was in New York. had to bring up that name, man. We right, had some right. good going. All right. And, and, so, and so he played him. And it was like, oh, my God, like this is – why is this, why is this happening? And – we saw yesterday, like, and this goes into my third point, Willie Green, man, just making these last two games, right, those last two games, just making chess move after chess move after adjustment after adjustment, you know, and, and this is the NBA and Trey Young and the Hawks are a fantastic uh, offensive team and runs happen. Like, I, I told a guy yesterday, you know, he was telling me about, oh, yeah, he's struggling right now, Willie's struggling, right? I'm like, man, look, runs happen. Like, you're not going to beat every team by 40 every single game uh, from t- start to finish. Runs happen. These are NBA players who are getting paid millions of dollars uh, to, to score and, and do things like that. And so, you know, when, when the runs was happening, it's like everybody saw something that should have happened and, like, they tweet about it, and then here it comes, right? You're like, oh, man, I wouldn't be playing such and such here. Put Jackson in. Boop, time out. Here comes Jackson, right? Oh, man, this the offense is getting stagnant. Uh, man, we, we got to – how many how long, much longer can we run with this? That that lineup that he had was – you know, Woo! we got away with it for, for a little bit. <laughs> let's ne- let's um, never do that again. Right, but, but, but you know, he, he – I guess he, he figured, like, let them run. Uh, the, the run came, and it, it almost threw away the game, but, again – all I've ever asked for people to do is to, to when you make mistakes, the same thing we talk about with Griffin, when you make mistakes, to correct them. And we saw it. He he played those guys, and then in the full quarter, when Najee was a little bit out of, out of hand, he turned to Jose, and he gave Jose the shot to close the game uh, in Atlanta in, uh, in front of his family, and he did. So so big shout-out to Willie Green, shout-out to Jose, and, and shout-out to Jackson. Those, those guys kind of – you know, blew up off my screen yesterday, um, you know, and, and, you know, CJ was struggling uh, as far as percentage-wise, but he still was able to give us 26 points. And when you're out, Brandon Ingram, sometimes you got to wor- not worry about the field goal percentage. Just scratch and call to win a game like that, and they did. So shout-out to the Pels for that. Yeah, absolutely. Jaleel, what's up with you, bro? I see what's that. What's good with you? What's up, <laughs> Biggie? What's the, what's the maximum uh, contract we give Jose? Whatever it is, I think it's three years. Whatever it is, give it to him, right? Like, yeah. go ahead. I'm, I'm sure the Pels are really I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't books. be mad if he got one of the Magic Johnson lifetime contracts. Just, <laughs> like, just like, go ahead and put the, him on there, bro. The Pels have been really strategic with their books, and so I'm sure there's a reason why um, Jose hasn't had a, a full contract yet. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's going to get it. It's like, coming. Yeah, it's there's no way. Out. You look around the impact that he's made in this roster, on this franchise, on this organization, and you're Jose, like, Jose, the culture. <laughs> yeah, right. So let's talk a little bit about the Willie Green part, right? So since the All-Star break, 7-5, and five, the Pels are one of, I think it's seven teams that are in top 10, both offensively and defensively. Um, mm-hmm. Six of the wins have come by double digits. Four of the wins have been by 25 or more. And four of like we've talked about it all season, all season long. Mm-hmm. Willie Green deserves some type of recognition. Like if it's not coach of the year, rookie coach of the year, something. <laughs> like you need to create an award for what this man has done with this roster. You need to give him a award for what he's done battling adversity. You need to give him a award for turn this franchise around over one season, right? Without mm-hmm. his best player, right? And so. When you see those type of things, when you see the type of rhythm that he get, has, to your point, a lot of people knocking for you know roster management or uh, in-game adjustments. He since the All-Star break, you've seen more and more of that, right? Like mm-hmm. what happened to Garrett Temple? Like literally, he was in the rotation, and no matter what, you don't see Garrett Temple. Like it needs to be the end of the game where somebody's up thirty to see mm-hmm. Garrett Temple. Tony Snell came in, contributed right away, proven veteran, good uh, historic free throw uh, three point percentage. He started not contributing, 
Got him out the not in the rotation. Again, we Tyrone Wallace came from the G League and it started getting more money than these vets, which again, something you've seen them play over and over and over throughout the season. Gary mm-hmm. Clark, another a favorite of, of Willie Green early in the season. Only gets in if B.I. is out and Devontae is down. And all, so all of these players that were playing significant minutes at the beginning are not, right? Mm-hmm. And so you see him make an adjustment on the roster side of things. Then you look at the in-game adjustments. To your point, every time I – t- I, I'm guilty of it too. I'm sending you text messages. I'm like, uh, whatever this guy <laughs> is, it can't happen anymore, right? Like, it can't be this anymore. Right, and then right, when right. they start making the run, I was like, Jackson and JB, look, they might be a little mm-hmm. winded. We got to back back to – they got to be back on the court. And boom, it makes it happen, right? Like, he's making adjustments. He's a rookie head coach, guys. Like, he's not going to be perfect out the gates, but he's learning as well alongside of this team, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, you see that. You see the two-man game developing with CJ and JV, which we were praying for something like that with B.I. and Zion last year. And Stan was just like, you know what? We're just going to all stand ISO. outside and <laughs> ISO the whole time, right? You see that developing. You see in a two-man game with Jose and Billy off the bench. Like, you're seeing offense run fluidly, right? Like, and like it's this, the ball is moving. Uh, you're being forced to adjust in different ways. The offense, people are getting better looks. Like, I don't know. You're a journalism major. How do you describe in words what Willie Green has made to, meant to this organization? It is. It is. It. It's a word that I would use with 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 with, with Herb. It, it's transformational, bro. It, it is. It is. You know, when you when you get, you know, a lot of times that when people talk about franchise building, right? And they, they talk about like franchises and how they change and how they become positive and how they become powerhouses and stuff. They're usually talking about the roster, right? They're talking about, can you hit on the roster? Can you get a superstar there? Did you hit in the draft pick and everything? But when you look at like a team like the Suns, right? A team who has, who was never, you know, what was, was in, I guess like basketball purgatory for a while with a superstar with Devin Booker there um, was in basketball purgatory. Like the player was there. It took James Jones to come in. It took, you know Willie Green and, and, and Monty Williams to get on the on the uh you know on the coaching staff together, and then you know you brought in leadership and Chris Paul and Jay Crowder and like that's what changed the outlook of the franchise with the Suns. Mm-hmm. Well, when you look at the Pelicans, you know this is a similar similar situation. And and you know before I get into that, it's the same thing with the Warriors, right? The Warriors were in basketball perpetual purgatory until you know you brought in you, you hit on those rosters and everything but Steve Kerr had to come in and and that's how they won the championship and so when you look at the Pelicans is it's very similar right like Willie Green comes in and he literally changes how people view basketball when Josh Hart was here you remember Josh Hart saying like I I, I did not like getting up and going to, to, to work like that's that's such a and we've all we all feel that way. Like you, you we all know how it feels to not have to feel like getting up and going to work. But like if you got a somebody that is motivating you and speaking to you, um, and, and, and speaking to what's inside of you and to your competitive nature, um, and, and seeing you as a man and caring about your well-being and coming to your house to have tough conversations right. with you and, and, and things like that, like that is somebody who cares about people in general as opposed to basketball players and you've seen that he's he's willing to to say okay well look this is a guy that I'm comfortable with that I know that you know I have faith in I have trust in but it's not working for him and he sat Garrett Temple down and and that's not a that's not an easy thing to do uh, when you when you when you build relationships with people and things like that and so you know Willie Green is is literally He's walking the line perfectly of being both a player's coach and being somebody who is about the X's and O's and about what's good for the team. And so when you have somebody that can have guys at at one and 12 laughing in the locker room and and believing that they can get out of that hole, um, because listen, as as easy as it is for uh, to to just say, oh, yeah, they just need to play and get out of that. Like, bro, to be in a one and 12 hole, like probably human nature is like, I, you know, I, you know, it's this season over. It's easy to let go. Yeah. Like, like the no Zion coming. Yeah. The same way we saw the people on Twitter, you know, giving up on the season. Like, it's very easy to let the players do that. But Willie Green did not do that. And that is, that is something. And AD said this. Um, and I, I think it was AD or Joe. I can't remember who said this, but part of the, of this, of this group, this culture that we see 
coming together is the fact that those guys were able to drag themselves out of that one and twelve hole. Anybody knows anybody who has played any sports had knows that like if you if you've been through some trenches together, if you've been through some two and days, some summer practices, some you know, or if you've been through some traumatic stuff with people, like that's something to bond and build around. And but you have to have somebody to bring that out and somebody for those players to believe in. And Willie Green is literally that. And, and outside of all of that, bro, his basketball mind is incredible as it is, and is growing every single day. We tweet about, we talk about the ATOs, the 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 you know the switches on on defense, going into trapping and double. Like how many times last season will we like double the best player? Just double <laughs> the best player. Just get the ball out of the best player. Let somebody hand. else um, beat you. All season like, last year, we're doing it early this season. It, and now you see, you know, where we are now to where guys are are making multiple efforts and 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 he's got people doubling best players and, and getting the ball out of their hands. And it's just it's just refreshing to see. So big shout out to Willie, man. He I, if I had a word to describe, he and 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 Jose and and uh Herb and all of those guys like that, that whole this offseason was transformational, bro. So I'm glad you bring that up. So Let's talk about this offseason, right? Like, again, everyone, I mean, national media was like, oh, mm-hmm. the Pelicans had the worst offseason of the entire NBA. Like, that was that was a talking That was a thing. Yeah, that was a thing. Right? It was on the it was like, on Oh, the what did they do? Oh, they yeah, lost Lonzo, who hasn't period. played, like, the majority of the season. They mm. lost Lonzo, and they got back Devontae Graham and Trey Murphy and blah, 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 and Zion's not playing. This is the worst offseason ever, right? Mm-hmm. I, look. I, you and I have been talking about this. You know, shout out to all the, the Saints players from the 2017 draft class who all got a bag. Like, literally, all of them. Muhammad all got of a bag. Them. Like, everybody got a bag, right? You look at that draft, you're like, that's a draft that employs a lot of people for a long time because you mm-hmm. just hit it out the park, right? Mm-hmm. Um, could this offseason be that for the Pelicans? Like, look at what you get. Like, let's take a step back. Like, obviously, there's more players in football. You can impact games a different way. We get it, mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. You drafted Herb Jones in the second round. Who, like, I tweeted, but I, you cannot tell. I watch a lot of basketball. You cannot tell me he's not one of the top ten best defenders in the league today. Like, you cannot tell me that. Like, I'm wa- I watch the different games, right? Like mm-hmm. the way he impacts the game, the way he makes superstars just get rid of the ball. Like Trey looked like he was in hell yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like there was a particular clip I don't know who brought it up on Twitter where Trey or uh, Herb went under the screen and then popped over stepped, the screen and, and Trey up. was ready to mm-hmm. shoot. It was like what? Like what, what the hell is this? How did he get right here? Right? <laughs> like like this? And now you're starting to see him let it fly. Like he's Clay Thompson in this pride. Like he doesn't hesitate at all, Gary. Mm-hmm. He catches the ball. And Wait, he's going not only th- not only does he not hesitate, he's calling for it. Like yes. he, like I'm here. I'm, I got. I'm gonna hit it. I'm gonna hit it. I'm gonna hit it. And and so you're partnering that with a guy who also know, he's also very athletic. It's not like he's just mm-hmm. a really smart player who knows where to be, like a like a Kyle Anderson, like a slow mo where you just not that athletic, but like you know where to be. Like mm-hmm. when he drives to the lane, like it doesn't matter if you're the Kimbe Batumbo at the goal. Like he's just gonna go through you and assume that he can score with the contact. Like that's what a player's doing. And if he get fouled, he goes to the line and knocks the best free throw shooter on the eighty-five percent from yeah. Like to see all this from a second round pick, like it's it's insane. So okay, you might have found the gym. Now, mind you, we went into this season talking about Trey Murphy. Yep. Like we went into the season, like, oh, look what Trey's doing to some league. Oh, look what Trey's doing in the preseason. Trey's gonna dominate. Trey's gonna start, right? We went into it talking about him, right? And Trey hasn't really, and now you're starting to see the small thing, the little thing. The whole season, we've been always talking about like, why are we not seeing Trey? Where's Trey? Where's Trey? Where's Trey? Now, mind you, I still think he should have played a little bit earlier so he mm-hmm. could go through this this bumps then too, right? Mm-hmm. Like some games is gonna give you 33. Some games are going to give you four, right? Like, it's going to happen that way. Mm-hmm. But, like, now you're starting to see him do small things. Like, he's starting to he's starting to put the ball on the ground and go to the mm-hmm. foul line. He's trying to dunk on everybody. He's getting in the passing lane and being he's being disruptive when he's in on defense. Like, he's using his abilities to do more than just shoot, right? He's putting those things together. So, I don't think there's any person in the fan base who's like, oh, Trey is a bust. I think everyone's like, give that game some time. 
because mm-hmm. he's 21, right? He's 21 mm-hmm. years old, right? So then you talk about him. And then you get a player like Jose Alvarado, okay? A guy who, again, was second team all – second team in the one of the best conferences in college basketball. Duke, right? all of them. North Carolina, like, they all in there. They're all in the ACC. Like all the – Miami. You, you mm-hmm. think about like all Florida the State. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Second team. And just, just doesn't go on draft. They said he's too short, whatever, right? The first way he impacted the team was through his energy, right? Like how he's able to get the bench moving. JJ Reddick, so shout out to him. We had a little interaction with, with mm-hmm. him earlier today. Cool. Mm-hmm. He said this is the quietest team he's ever been around. When you insert Jose, and it's not quiet no more, right? Like no, it's not. Uh, by himself, he it is not quiet anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing he do is interject his head that way. Then he gets on the court and plays 180 miles per hour 100% of the time. Right, he plays like a two K play on defense where I'm just gonna wait until you're not paying attention. I'm gonna get ten steals. Like shout out to Chris Collins. Like that's <laughs> that's how he plays defense, right? Like he's it doesn't matter. I tweeted this out two weeks ago. It doesn't matter if you're six eight. Jose is making you feel uncomfortable if you have the ball, right? Like mm-hmm. you're like, oh, he's about to. What is about to happen here? It doesn't matter, right? That's the type of player that he is. So you get all three and you get really green in the same offseason. How are you going to tell? Mind you, if we keep it, if we keep it 100, we go 365 days around the clock. You also picked up CJ McCullough. So like at some point, you got to look at this season. You got to look at this season and be like, wait a minute. All right. Mm-hmm. The Pelicans have been able to overcome some crazy, crazy, crazy circumstances, and look at where they at right now. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's it's insane, bro. It is is insane. Like, not only is her like this transformation. Just shout out to to to, to Mon Tapala right there. That's what I'm, what, what I'm what I'm talking about. Like, Herb is not only a guy who is coming in and, and doing this. This is a guy who, when he was at Alabama, the defense was there, right? It's it's there. This guy, like, he already has a 29-game score uh, scoring game under his belt when the top three options were not there. So it's not like, you know, somebody else was, was hot, had a whole bunch of hot games, and, like, they just left Herb open. Like, Herb was the guy in charge of the offense, and he gave you 29 points and won the game against the Cavaliers. Um, right. And we got, got rid of Eric Bledsoe. So when you talk about this offseason, right? All right. When you talk about this offseason, first of all, um, when people talk about the, the worst offseason of all time, Magic Johnson said, and I quote, the Russell Westbrook might be the worst trade in Lakers franchise history. Um, that, that, that is. And, and also that trade led to them falling behind the Pelicans, uh, who owned their draft future. So when you talk oh, about we. worst free offseasons, I mean, I, Let's have a conversation about what's going on there. And so, um, like, bro, we, 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 I, I said this earlier, like, I tweeted this out way early in the season. I'm talking about when we were down, like, when we were one, two and whatever, to one and 12. I tweeted out, I said, listen, this team got Trey Murphy, Jose, Herb, Willie Green in the, in, in one offseason. And, and shout out to Alvin Gentry. Cause that's that's a haul, like that 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 that's a haul, folks. And so, like, I I, I just can't fathom how, like, you know, when I, when we first came into this offseason, uh, coming out of this offseason, and you saw, you know, the 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 what was addressed, right? We had Eric Bledsoe, you know, we had Stephen Adams, and we realized that that wasn't that wasn't a, a parent, right? Regardless how you feel about Lonzo, we everybody could agree that those two had to be gone, right? And so. They 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 switch those guys out and and you end up with 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 this draft class of of Jose and Herb and, and like it's just it's like it's it's so refreshing to have guys who care and who are committed to defense right around everybody uh <laughs> around everybody that we this this team that we have right all of these scores that we have. Like you just needed to have these guys come in and, and these are the the, the type of draft picks that like really good teams hit on but they only hit on like once one a year one a year like we hit like we you bro you hit like twice for sure with Herb and Jose and like now you starting to see Trey come come in and shoot the ball with a little more confidence he's starting to but what I'm more uh, impressed about is that 
he's coming in and giving us straight energy. Like you never say, oh, Trey is the one lacking on energy. Even if he's not like hitting shots, he's in there knocking the ball out, tipping the ball out to other people. He's getting in there and just mucking stuff up. Um, and if he catches you on the drive, bro, you're getting put on a on a poster, you're getting put on your head. And so um, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, you you have these these athletic and smart guys who are now part of the franchise. I mean, you found a 10-year generational defender starter in the second round at pick 35. Like, that is that is a draft pick, like you said, that gets a lot of people paid, man, a lot of people employed. And so, uh, again, you know, we've beat this drum up a lot. All we've ever asked for, again, I do not cape for billionaires. I do not cape for them at all in millionaires. I don't cape, I don't cape for them. But if – and shout out to Woot. If – David Griffin, if you, you, you're upset about the Lonzo trade, you're upset about a lot of the stuff that happened, man, you got to give him credit for, for, for finding these guys, these, these gems, um, and, 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 these, and, and giving these guys an opportunity uh, to, to get out there and play. And so, you know, you, you, you seem to have found a generational starter uh, on, on the defensive end who is evolving every single day offensively, and, and you found a backup point guard that, can be a starting point guard in a, in a pinch, and 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 you feel really comfortable about it. I've seen Patrick Beverly, I've seen T.J. McConnell, I've seen uh, 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 J.J. Barrea. Like those are the guys, and, and we've seen what those guys can do for for cultures and for for, for winning teams. And so you found one undrafted, and, and, and so it, it's just it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Yeah, and something to note, and the the, the difference here is. Obviously, I, I think we all think the world of Trey and where he's going to be and what he's going to meet to this team. Mm -hmm. But you see Jose and you see Herb have big, bigger impacts faster. Mm -hmm. Now, let's mind you, let's rewind. They're also four-year starters. Mm -hmm. They're, yeah, yep. they're four-year starters in college. And so they're 23. Trey's 21. Like, Trey's yep. going to get there. Like, he hasn't what, – what do we say? You ain't seen enough, right? Like, he ain't seen mm -hmm. enough. He's going to continue to get bigger. He's going to tend, continue to work on his strength. and it, Like, he's going to get there, Oh, right? wait. Hold on. Hold on. Are you are you talking about Trey Murphy or are you talking about Jackson Hayes? Oh. So, it, it's almost – it's crazy wait how the parallels. It's crazy the parallels. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, you're telling me, you know, Jackson should be doing X, Y, and Z. Guys, Jackson is a couple months older than Trey Murphy. And I mm -hmm. guarantee you he's played less basketball than Trey Murphy. I mm -hmm. He was playing football. Like, I know it. Like, he mm -hmm. wasn't playing basketball like that. He was playing football. So we got to talk about my guy, Jackson, all right? Mm -hmm. Look, I think everyone has come around to Jackson's ability. I, you know, I don't want to be the person to say I told you so, but look, <laughs> there aren't a lot of seven footers that are dribbling and jumping out of the gym and blocking shots and shoot. There just aren't a lot of seven and are faster than guards that can guard guard. There's aren't a lot of those. Like I know we're talking about shout out to Chaz from the space. He's talking about 21st century athletes. Jackson is a 22nd century athlete. Like there aren't a lot of those. <laughs> that are available or just around period, right? That just don't exist. And so now you're starting to see Jackson figure it out. Guess what? He has a coach that understands, a coach that knows how to get to him and motivate him and make sure that he's he's influencing himself in different ways. He has CJ on the team. Again, it's fantastic to have the JJ Reddicks and the Niccolo Mellies, and it's fantastic to have those bets on the team. Last year, you know who Jackson Hayes said he learned the most from? James Johnson. Like, it was players that could relate to him and, like, talk to him in a way that, like, you may not get from a coach, right? Someone who can mm -hmm. talk to you in basketball terms so that you pick it up a little bit better. He's got that now with that leadership. They're not running plays for Jackson. Jackson's just being more athletic than whoever is matched up against him. Because guess what? At the Ford, there is nobody else at seven foot tall. And if they are, they're definitely not keeping up with Jackson Hayes running down the court. Okay? Mm -hmm. So you got that building from him. His last five games, he's averaging 16 points, seven rebounds, 1.4 blocks, almost a steal a game because he's also in the passing lanes as well. And, 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 and. This is all without B.I. in the lineup. This is all without – so he's – people are paying attention to Jackson because they know what he's capable of. And right now you don't have some of your main weapons, so people are paying even more attention to him. He's shooting 58% from the field and 58% from three in his last five games. He's made – he has made the last seven out of 12 three-pointer sets. Like – 
He's made more threes in the last five games than Anthony Davis made in his first three seasons combined. Like, you're not going to tell me that this man doesn't have a high potential. And so the argument is, or the conversation is, what does he fit long-term? When you get Zion back, what does it look like, blah, blah, blah. I still think that eventually Jackson's going to play the five because I think that he's going to – his dad is a NFL Super Bowl champion who is – he is a he's a large human being. Like, he, he, he's not a small guy. I've seen him in person. I've seen him on the field. Like he's not a small guy. He's going to grow and fill out, right? People are like Trey's gonna fill out, Herb's gonna fill out. Yeah, he's a couple months older than Trey. So is Jackson, right? I still mm. think he's gonna be a four. The other part of that argument is that there aren't a lot of JVs. There aren't a lot of Joel and B's. There aren't a lot mm-hmm. of Jokic's. The league is going further and further away from that type of center. And so as he gets bigger, I think the average opponent is also going to get smaller. They're mm-hmm. going to be more skinny. Look at Chet Holmgren. He's about to be the number one pick. Of the <laughs> Come on. Like, it's going to get smaller, right? It's going to get mm-hmm. more skill. And so Evan mm-hmm. JV and Larry Nance and, all, and, and Billy give Jackson more time right now to just figure out how to be an impact right now. And you're seeing it, right? Like he, I, we we talked about this months ago. Like I'm, I'm loving it. All of these things are coming to fruition. When Jackson gets switched out on, look, Jackson got switched on the trade, and most people are like, "Oh, barbecue chicken, here we go." I'm like, I know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be a step back three. I know that's what's gonna happen. And sure enough, here goes Trey. Step back three. Step back. Like he is a good perimeter defender. Like if you're mm-hmm. not one of the top guards, and even still, like Devin Booker got him a couple downs. But most of the top guards, like, I feel confident if Jax gets switched out to the perimeter. And he's our best interior defender. Like, he's he's the only rim protector other than Larry Nance on the team. Because mm-hmm. Billy and JV, self-admittedly, have zero athleticism. So they're not blocking shots, <laughs> right? They're not blocking shots like that. So they're either coming from Larry Nance. And so I think that you're going to see a lineup where people are like, well, Zion's at the four. I'm, I'm not so sure Zion's playing the four. I think there's going to be a lot of points I a lot of point G, uh, CJ, a lot of point BI, a lot of point Herb. You're going to have Trey up like you you're going to have a lot of guys who can carry the uh handle the ball. I don't think you necessarily need a a traditional point guard with this team. And then you mm. got Jose off the bench. And so, you know, I know I have always been the Jackson fan of the family, but what mm-hmm. are your thoughts on Jackson his development? Lately? Nah, he is every. I, I, that's why I let you cook, bro. That that's been your guy. Uh, you've been on top of it all season. Uh, even when 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 some people didn't didn't see it coming, like and I mean you you saw the the athleticism, but like you were always into the the, the talent is gonna catch up, and and now here we are. And you know I echo all your words. Jackson is he has become one of the most intriguing players of of this core because you know when you when you when you think about where he fits in, right. When I think of the players in, in two separate situations, right? People who develop in good situations and people who are forced to develop maybe in like bad situations, right? Like Jalen Green, for instance, right? Somebody who's probably going to get really good at scoring because there's nobody else to like stare any kind of winning. And so he has to be the guy to kind of develop into a scorer, right? But when you have Jackson, right? And you have Jackson in this environment where he's insulated by CJ, by Zion, by Brandon Ingram, by JV, by Larry Nance, like by her. Like you have all of these like p- players ahead of him who you're like, okay, these guys can can contribute to winning. I don't need Jackson to contribute to, you know, driving force of winning. So his development, although might be a might have been a little slower as compared to what you see with other right. people. It's 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 starting to fill out more because he's learned how to, you know, how to mistake mistakes that when when they weren't winning, he was benched for it, right? It wasn't his mistakes weren't weren't just like, hey, that's just a young guy. Like he was benched for his mistakes. Right. He was forced to kind of get to to face those mistakes and see, hey, bro, like if I want to get like we there was a situation where like he wasn't playing and now he's starting and contributing. Just think about the 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 like the the arc that is in such a small period of time. And so now his his development is more fulfilling and it's coming out more. And I, you know, I'm just I, Jackson is is going to be just fine, like you said. The the point Zion stuff is going to happen. There's going to be situations where you run out there with with, with Zion, Brandon Ingram, uh, next season CJ, Brandon Ingram, uh, Zion, Jackson, and just like weird weird lineups because that's what all of this 
flexibility yeah. can, can happen. Imagine when you're the point guard and you bring the pick and you go from Herb to Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then you bring the pick again, you go from Jackson to B.I. And then yeah. you go, bro, there's going to be, and Tony, shout out to AD saying this all the time, like, position is basketball is already here. Like, it's yeah. already here. And the Pels just got a wing stop. Shout out to your, your nickname from months ago, wing stop. It's already here. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. the Pels have just assembled a roster. We went from days starting Frank Jackson and Etuan Moore. Coach <laughs> now, E. Now we've got 6'8 everywhere, right? So, Uncle E. You know, the sky's the limit, I think, for that kid. As long as he keeps his head on straight, I think it's going to be with the Pelicans. So, um, speaking of head on straight, Larry Nance starting to get right. Um, mm -hmm. Hearing that, saw some things in the comments saying he might be up for uh, Chicago on Thursday. Um, mm -hmm. What's he going to bring? We've talked about it a little bit uh, over here, but, you know, other than energy and athleticism, what, what, what are you looking to see from him? Yeah, man, he he's gonna he's gonna make the uh, the the defensive IQ of this team even better, right? It's mm -hmm. it's gonna be. I, I am looking forward, and, and again, Najee is out of control and does things. But <laughs> I, I love Najee. Yeah. yeah, I love Najee. The, I love watching. He's him. the new age Lance Stevenson. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love I love watching Najee play basketball, bro. He just like <laughs> Najee is just a thing. But I, I'm so looking forward to a line, uh, not a lineup, but just seeing. At some point, like the the, the defensive impact of of, uh, of Jose and Herb and Najee and then Larry Nance oh. and Jackson, like it's just gonna be like, bro, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, what what, what am I supposed to do with this? And so, um, yeah, and, and, and you know, I I really can't wait to see like a Larry Nance Jackson front court, uh, kind of like you know, you 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 get around Jose like good, maybe you got CJ and Bi flanking, like great, but like then you got both high flyers like coming at you, you just like what the pass like i'm not dealing with that. I, don't wanna, I don't have to deal with that and so he's going to bring a lot of defensive versatility um you know he's going to be a lob threat he's one of those guys that like uh if you if you put him in that dunker position we saw how good willie green used jackson in that dunker position before like jackson's offensive game kind of blew up uh i think larry nance is a, is a good uh candidate to be in that dunker position and just be there causing all kind of havoc and stuff and he's one of those guys that's a uh, hall of fame uh badge of the relentless rebounder you know he <laughs> If that if it's get off the rim, like he's going for it, he's diving for balls, like you know he he's he's doing every all of the dirty work, and so you know big shout out to to Larry Nance getting himself together and getting himself ready to make his debut. I can't wait, man. Yeah, it's it's gonna be special. We are gonna have some hounds out there. You go. Yeah. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to score. And I I, and I honestly think we talked about him taking a lot of Billy's minutes, and I think he will in certain situations. But I think we're gonna play big. Like David Griffin mm -hmm. said it. Like we talked about the de deadline. Like I think you're gonna see Larry Nance and Billy on the court at the same time. Like, mm -hmm. he could guard two through four, two through five. And so I think Larry Nance is going to be out there too. Man. It's it's going to be tough to score on the Pels yeah. down the stretch. Um, mm -hmm. Speaking of another stretch, we got 11 games left. Mm -hmm. We talked about it early in the pie. Is it time to start cheering for San Antonio on Portland? They are, as of today, uh, they are two and a half. Well, San Antonio is two and a half games behind us and the Lakers. Uh, I'm still hoping that the the the, the they're on a three game loss streak. I I don't know. Pels are five games back. They play one time game. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be a battle, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you ready to start room for the Blazers and the Spurs to come take the Lakers? Come get, come get. The I, Lakers am, I am. I am. Okay. I'm caught in between. I'm caught in between the two. My petty side wants to play the Lakers in a play-in <laughs> tournament and knock them out. Um, but the fandom in me is speaking, and, and I want the best thing for the Pelicans. And as far down as the Lakers can fall, um, you know, the, obviously there's Eastern Conference teams that could kind of get ahead of them um, and, and, and kind of, you know, mess with the, the draft lottery as well. But as long as I, I can see, I'm only watching the Western Conference standings. So I, I mean, I could care less about the Eastern Conference. But if I can see enough, uh, you know, see them keep falling behind those teams um, and that draft pick, the price of the pick going up, bro, they're going to have to come meet us at the corner, man. The price of the pick going up. Today's price is not yesterday's price. Is That's what it is. It's not yesterday's price. So, yes, it's time to start rooting for them um, because I do think that the Pelicans have a nice favorable schedule ahead of them. They're playing like a team that knows what's ahead of them and what's at stake, um, and they're only going to get more healthier as B.I. and Larry Nance come back. So I think, you know, a, a barring some, and probably shouldn't say barring because it's the Pelicans, um, barring some catastrophic weird shit that happens, um, they should be able to, 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 to eke out and, and get into the playing tournament. So I think now it's about the Lakers falling back. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. 
it's just going to be so great when the Lakers get a top 10 pick and they have to put on the Lakers hat and then just go ahead and hand them on to the Pelicans. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, games this week. So tonight we got Charlotte coming up here uh, shortly uh, in a little bit. Y'all give a, y'all give love to Pels 12. They're doing a fantastic job of trying to yes, organize sir. things. And I know you've been working with some different spots and different spots around Louisiana to try to find some viewing partners in different cities and stuff like that. So if there's anywhere we can help, if you guys got – a viewing partner in Laffey or Alexandria, Banru, whatever it is, let us know, right? Uh, Pell's mm-hmm. Trail, shout out to you guys. They're hosting a watch party at Jockeys. If you ain't already there, go check them out. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do we get tonight's win? We go three yeah, or three th- on the road. Yeah, I think I think we get I, I think we get tonight. It's a little bit of revenge game. So um, I think you know if if the Pels come out, they've they've been the like I said the personification of keep that same energy. They come out defend and and, and play like a team that knows what's in front of them. Charlotte is not really playing for much right now. The guys just out there for the vibes. Uh, so you know I think I think we could get tonight. Yeah, I'm with you. And then got a big one on Thursday, even though mm-hmm. I don't think Lonzo play. <laughs> don't even matter anymore. Uh, we play Chicago, which you know hopefully we. Uh, we get Bi and Larry Nance back. How you feeling about them? They haven't been playing great basketball lately. Nah, yeah, they've been they've been trying to incorporate a lot of guys that was uh hurt, um, and try to put them in, in, in into that. And so, um, you know, I think that. Uh, you know, I think we should be able to get that game. Uh, you know, Chicago is a weird team. They can score a lot of points, but they also give a lot of points up with, with Lonzo uh, and Caruso coming back. Uh, but Lonzo being out, and so uh, and so Lonzo suffered a setback, so it doesn't look like uh, you know, he's coming back. So I, I think you know that'll be a good game if we get Bi Larry Nance. I think we we definitely should get that game. Uh, but I do feel good about I feel a good good about that game. Vucevic shouldn't be able to to hold uh, you know, hold JV too much. Yeah, so. I feel you. And then Saturday, um, you know, if you guys are interested in, in hearing Antonio Daniels uh, and Joel Meyer speak, um, there is an event prior to the game for the Spurs game. If you want to sign up, um, the bird is the word eight is our code. If you want to bring a significant other, we'll, we'll get you the, the other ticket. So um, that game's at four. Uh, there's a happy hour, talk, talk, all that stuff beforehand. Do you think we get that one and really put the – yeah, the 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 Spurs game is is the game that you know that that's going to be the game to to show me all right where where are we not? Just the last Spurs game was was very you know very important. This was going to be just like that, um, just as important uh, because at that that point we should know some things about where the Pelicans, uh, you know, is trending and where you know where things. Bi might have been back. Larry Nash should be back too. So if we could get that game. Um, I think that will be will be good. I I, I do expect. Uh, pop to come out and, and be a lot more different uh, after getting blown out the way he was. Um, and so it'll be tough, but you know, I, I, again, the top talent on the Pelicans is so much better than the, than the, uh, the roster of the, the Spurs. So they should be able to win that game on paper. They should definitely be able to win that game. So I, I'm, I'm looking at, bro, I'm, I'm looking at, that's at that Hold point. On. That's what a four five you got game. The Lakers on Sunday too. Rolling yeah, into you, that game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that's, you think we go four though this week? I think, you I think it's a four in a week, brother. I think it's a four in a week. I think it's a four in a week. I think that's what let's it go. is. Yeah. I'll win it. I will, I, look, I will take a six-game win streak. So, mm-hmm. Jaleel, to your point, uh, Garrett, talk a little bit about this Brandon Ingram jersey as we wrap up yeah. the show. Yeah, so we got the B.I. jersey. We, uh, we wanted to give it away when he kind of came back to celebrate uh, his, his coming back. Uh, you know, we got this jersey in. Big shout-out to Raph for, for, for doing this, for, for giving out to the community uh, and kind of giving back to you guys listening. So, next week, we're going to come up with a Brandon Ingram uh, topic, uh, related question, just like we did with the with the Jose Alvarado jersey um, and a Herb jersey as well. Uh, so come back next week. Um, we're going to be, you know, giving that jersey away. So just brush up on your BI knowledge, on your Brandon Ingram knowledge, um, and be ready to, to get that jersey. Uh, everybody that has got that jersey has been, you know, very, very accepting it and loving it. And so we want to be able to get these jerseys into those stands uh, and kind of support this team the way that, you know, that they deserve. The way they've been playing and the the, the fight that they've been given. Uh, all of these guys deserve so much uh, respect and, and admiration from the fan base. So we just want to give that back. So next week, uh, get up on your Brandon Ingram jersey, Jaleel. Go ahead and, and read up on his on his game highs and rebounds and steals and just know it's everything about, about, your, about, your, about your superstar, man. Yes, sir. Speaking of superstar, got some news. Zion's not going to play this regular season. I think I think all Pels fans have been here for a while now, so yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily news or anything. But it's good to see him with the team working mm-hmm. back. 
um, you know, uh, being around the team, learning their ins and outs and things like that. So, um, you know, again, where Bell wishes to him, you know, get healthy Z because when we yeah. get together, man, it's going to be nothing nice. So um, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. We know tip off is here probably yes, next sir. 10 minutes or so. What you mm -hmm. got left for the people, guys? As always, you never know what people are going through, so give somebody a smile today. Okay. Uh, man, appreciate y'all coming through. I, I need you to have that, that autobiography written for me uh, about BI. <laughs> I need you to get, get all your knowledge. You got to know your knowledge. Uh, but as, as always, follow us on Twitter at PelsPod. Follow myself at Garrick underscore Rattler. Follow my brother at underscore uh, Raphael underscore Rattler. Um, follow us on Instagram uh, at B underscore PelsPod. Uh, like, subscribe the video, uh, and subscribe to New Orleans.Football. Um, thank you guys so much. Let's, let's go, Pels. Let's get this win, uh, and we'll see you guys next week, man. Yes, sir.